Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend and coach, John Obolewski. John, how are you uh, faring under these, uh, these difficult circumstances? Jim, I'm doing well. It's good to be with you in our virtual studio today. <laughs> yeah, our listeners may notice a little bit of a difference in the way it sounds. And that's because we're actually in two separate locations doing this via our, our uh, computers. So forgive us for the sound quality. We'll be back in the studio just as soon as we can and give you the best quality we can. But as of today, this is the best quality that we can give you. Uh, so we're getting ready to do uh, episode number 29. And, and last time we talked, you're going to tell us about margin and the importance, how to, how to find that, that place of peace between all the contractions of, of what we do as leaders. John, what are, you, what are your thoughts on finding margin? Well, Jim, uh, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge uh, all of the leaders uh, who might be listening today, whose worlds have been turned upside down yeah. uh, by COVID-19. Um, we're gonna devote uh, our next pod to that subject. Um, and it just seems like with everything swirling around and the upheaval that's been caused by the virus in the life of leaders, our, I think our subject today really matters. Yeah. Uh, how do you get margin when you're in crisis? Even? Yeah. Not just in the normal course of things. And so, so I think the subject is meaningful and helpful. Uh, Richard Swenson wrote a great book called, it, it, the title is called Margin. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, he says this, margin is the space between our load mm. and our limits. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I, and I like that. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, we talked in our last pod, Jim, about how to refuel emotionally. And I think one of the ways we really monitor that is the white space in our calendar. Right. Or, or, or a lack of that. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a pretty accurate predictor of the amount of emotional fuel we really have in our in our tank. Yeah, John, I've heard you say that, that if I just showed you, kind of like if someone showed you their checkbook, you could tell whether or not they were living appropriately, you know, that there were savings and so forth. You do the same thing with the calendar. If someone just showed you their calendar without knowing the person, without knowing their capacity, their circumstance, you could pretty well predict whether or not that person was going to be emotionally healthy or not. Yep, absolutely. Yep. That's really true, and 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 really, it's a, such a practical way to look at it, right, Jim? So you look at your you look at your calendar over the next couple of months. If there's not very much white space in there, it's likely um, you don't have a lot of fuel in the tank. And one of your jobs, if you want to do what God's called you to do for a long time, is to find out how do I create space? Yeah. How do I create this uh, margin? Right. So that I can I can serve God and lead my family and do that well for a long time. Right on. Good. Well, give us some of those. Uh, you know, I know you've done some research. You've had one of our associates, Jamie Halavin, look into this. And what have, what have you found out? Yeah, Jamie did some good research on this subject. Uh, she started by just looking at what the word margin means <laughs> in the dictionary. And she came up with two really good definitions. A margin is the edge or border of something. Mm -hmm. Secondly, margin is the amount by which a thing is won or lost. Hmm, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That second one resonates with me more. The first one makes sense, but the second one resonates. Like I, I can feel the second one. Yeah. So the, 
like the first one, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, my college writing classes at Oral Roberts University. Yeah. Um, actually, all of my classes in college had a really strong writing requirement in them. Um, and we were told, and this is back when we used typewriters, Jim. <laughs> That's how old I am. Um, and so we were told by our instructors to leave a one-inch margin around the border term papers. Yeah. And when those term papers were returned to us, the margins were often filled with red ink. Yeah. <laughs> in my case, it was a sea of red ink. Yeah. Um, and in that were corrections, right, to mistakes in my writing form or maybe some additional thoughts uh, from the professor, some ways to adjust going forward. And, and I think, you know, if you think about margin like that, Jim, that's kind of what having margin in our schedule does for us, right? It, it gives us enough white space to think about how do I correct some of the mistakes I've been making or how do I figure out a new way to, to maybe do what God's called me to do? How do I adjust? How do I adjust to the current reality we're in right now with COVID-19? Yeah. Without margin, it's very difficult for me to even think that way. Right. Right. I like that. The, the, the amount by which thing is a thing is won or lost. I, I think you talk about leading for the long haul, having fun doing it. That this is a question we have to answer in our own lives. And I think not just once, right? Because my, my schedule is going to change with my capacity, my emotional load. I, you know, on a day where I say I have room for 10 appointments during the course of a three day period. Well, two of those are funerals. You know, that, that takes up a lot more of my margin than if two of those are coffee with a friend. You know, right. so we have to be really intelligent and proactive because the world's going to come at us at a pace we can't sustain. And we, we are responsible to place these margins in our own lives. You know, Jim, you said something really important there that it's 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 not a one. And I, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. It's not a one time decision. This this margin thing is ongoing in there. And it's it's I've never gotten to a place, Jim, where I felt like I got it. Yeah, I don't have to think about this anymore. Um, it, it, it's, it's ongoing. It never really totally, I never get to a place where I don't have to think about it right? and work, and work on it. It's kind of like something I think I'm always going to have to work on. And can I, can I just point that out that this is what you do, you know, during the course of your day, I would imagine this is something you bring up multiple times mm-hmm. with multiple clients that you're serving and saying, then listen, one of the key problems is this. So for, it's almost like, you know, a health guru saying, I have to be very careful about not eating white bread. You know, it's just like, it, this is not something we're to get so good at that it becomes so natural that there's not going to be a, a regular temptation to return to an unhealthy practice, probably with it being more natural than, than the unnatural habit of margin. Correct. You're absolutely right about that, Jim. Man. Yeah. So this is dangerous. And I, I just out of curiosity, I know this is kind of off off script, but I'm curious, the people that fail, if you will, and, and just in life, we're talking about marriage, ministry, business, whatever, but eventually because of emotional reasons, they, they, they fail. What percentage of them could have been saved, cured, reversed by, by this simple exercise of maintaining margin? Yeah, that, I, I, so my answer won't be research oriented. It'll be anecdotal. Yeah. 60%. Yeah. 70%. <laughs> it's the, this one simple 
thing in our lives as we manage it properly will will bring so much positive to the table in our relationships, Jim, our marriage, our energy level, our ability to say no to stupid things that present themselves to us. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's amazing the power of a well-rested, centered leader. Yeah. It, it's just incredible. And I, and I don't know if this gets, I do think this probably is the number one problem that gets presented to us other than uh, relationships and we're going to talk about relationships i think in a couple of pods yeah. uh, and friendship and things like that but this would probably be a close second to it is i can't find time or space in my calendar right and, and i think honestly sometimes it's not just the the, the mandatory negative emergent things sometimes it's so many good things on the calendar. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's so many opportunities on the calendar or whatever that actually yes. are the things that trip us up. I've seen as many people fall because of the, the abundance of good things as I have the abundance of difficult things. Right. Yeah. And as you, I think as you progress in your leadership, that's really the choice isn't between good and bad. It's between great and good. Right. Um, when it comes to doing what we decide we're going to do. Right. So that first, that first definition of margin is so, uh, I don't know. I actually connected with that one. Oh, did you? Than the second one, so we're a little different. But, uh, so let's talk about that second one, Jim, if, you, if okay. it's okay yeah. uh, for a moment. Um, this this second definition of margin is an amount by which a thing is won or falls short. Yeah. And if you think about that for just a minute, the pace that a lot of leaders run at and their overpacked schedules often neg negatively impact the quality of their family life, uh, their attitude. Yeah. Sometimes if a leader has a bad attitude, I wonder if they just need several nights in a row of good sleep. Uh, absolutely. Um, and how difficult that is once you fall in that pattern of, of going to sleep with a mind full, a heart full. Again, I think, I think some of the things that feel natural to us are the most unnatural things in the world. They're actually killing us and you know, hurting us, destroying us. Um, but, but again, I think there's people that are, they find their identity in that busyness in that hectic schedule. And it's, it's like finding your identity in, in a, a negative substance in poison. Yeah. And, and, and the net effect of that, Jim, is many leaders often find themselves on the verge of not winning at anything. You know, they, they're, they're losing, they're losing at home. They're losing in, uh, in their personal life, they're losing in their professional life because they've just taken on more responsibility than God ever intended them uh, yeah. to do. And I think that's that point, right? More than what God intended them to do. That there's, yeah. you know, the, the mandate in Genesis to Adam and Eve is fill the earth and subdue it. So you talk about a to-do list, but he yeah. also gave them a Sabbath and he gave them mm -hmm. nighttime and he gave right. them you know, things that were so pleasant as distractions, whether it was a sunrise, a sunset, each other, you know what I mean? So this thought that I'm supposed to win the whole world and not enjoy any of it, any of it until I go to heaven, that's, that's not true at all. It's not healthy at all. Right. And that mindset will get in the way of what we're actually encouraging our, our listeners to, to do. Right, right. Well, John, thanks for your, your time today. Uh, as, as we look towards the next one, I know you said you're going to be talking a little bit more about the COVID-19 crisis and how this, how this is affecting 
leaders specifically. I, I, one of the things that a friend of mine said to me, he had an earth moving business and his overhead expenses were $365,000 per year. That's what it cost him to make payments, to have trailers and trucks and maintenance. It all came out to $1,000 a day. And here in Michigan, we have frost laws where none of that equipment could be moved for several weeks or several months until the state of Michigan deemed that, that the, the frost was out of the ground and he could move his equipment again. And he said this, I'll never forget it. He said, the hardest thing that God has ever asked me to do is nothing, just, mm. just to be still. And I think there's a yeah. lot of people right now, maybe it's not nothing, but it certainly isn't the pace that, that I was at. I, I'm not preaching three times now on a, on a weekend. I'm not you know, conducting dozens of meetings and staff meetings and church planning meetings. And I, things have relaxed almost to a relational point. And in some ways it's easier, but in some ways it's harder because we, yeah. were, we were producing things. We're moving. So can you give us just a little taste about what the next episode is going to be for us and how it might help us? Sure. So, uh, again, I think we said at the beginning here that COVID-19 has, has impacted, it's impacted people from every walk of life. And it's put an amazing amount of stress on leaders, uh, leaders in the business world, leaders in the church world, uh, even our governmental leaders. It, it's just put a tremendous amount of stress. Some of them are, are managing that better than others. Yeah. And, um, and it's also isolated us from our friends and yeah. our family. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's a new world on a couple of levels. It's a new work world for us. But boy, on a personal level, it's a new world. Yeah. Um, as well. So um, I want to, I want, and Jim, here's one other thing real quick about the next pod. I, I, I don't, I'm not somebody who tends to react to things quickly. Right. Um, <laughs> and my wife will tell you that it takes me a while for my feelings to catch up with what's happening. Right. And um, I wanted to take time to reflect and think about what's going on across the world uh, before weighing in on it. And mm -hmm. so in the next pod, we're going to explore and, and try to answer this question. What does God want us to internalize from it? Mm, good. To not just learn, but to internalize. And, it, and we're going to try to explore that to the best of our ability in the next pod. Yeah. Well, that's, that's something I'm going to look forward to. I, I'm sorry we have to wait a week to hear what you have to say on that, but we look forward to it next week. John, thank you as always for your wisdom and your time. And if people want to get a hold of you during this time, what, what should they do? Best thing to do is go to convergecoach.com and you can click on the contact button mm -hmm. and that gets you started uh, with a conversation uh, with me. Great. Convergecoach.com. As always, God bless you. We're praying for you guys. We're, we're in this fight with you and it's going to be okay. We're going to come out the other side better than we went in. And uh, God bless you. We'll see you again next week.